Welcome to the Just Women Sports Podcast, where we usually talk to the biggest athletes in the world about the untold stories behind their success. I'm Kelly O'Hara, and today we're mixing things up for a special bonus episode to end season two. First, I'm going to chat with Just Women Sports founder and CEO Haley Rosen about our respective 2020s, as well as what's on the radar for both myself and Just Women Sports going into 2021. Then we're going to bring on some special guests to talk about their own 2020 experiences and what they're looking forward to in 2021. Haley, welcome back to this side of the microphone. Kelly, thank you for having me. So. 2020. Interesting year to start a business, but you did it. And especially in sports media where of all the years, you know, of all the years to start something in media, sports was probably the hardest thing to start it in because they weren't really happening, but then they did (laughs) kind of come back. So give us a little rundown on your personal 2020 as, as the founder of Just Women Sports. Well, Definitely was an interesting year for sports. And it's it's funny, like looking back on some of the stuff that was said when the pandemic was first going down, because I remember telling people, you know, like people knock media sometimes, but what a great time to be in media, right? Like there's like we have nothing physical. We're just covering stuff. We can do it virtually. And then sports went away. So kind of ate my words on that one. (laughs) But I think we learned a lot this year. I think everyone has. And I think Something that I think was really interesting and almost sports being quiet, I think women's sports had a chance to really shine. And, you know, people had a chance to watch more women's soccer, women's basketball. And I think that was really cool. Um, I also think, Kelly, it's funny that we're doing the season two bonus right now because this is almost our one year anniversary of working together. (laughs) I know. Well, when did we we had our first like sit down in February of last year and yeah, so it's almost been a year. Yeah, and we had like our first test run. Do you remember yeah. that? And do you remember the stuff we were talking about too? And it, none of that happened because of the pandemic. I remember interviewing you for the test run and getting your life story, which I feel like we should share that one day. It's a good, it's a good story. It, it was a, it was a good interview. I remember after being like, "All right, she's got to be our host. Let's lock this down." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I don't remember. I mean, obviously, I personally remember. January, February, even into March being like having a very specific goal and, you know, outlook on what 2020 was going to look like. But that came to a screeching halt. So, but it didn't really come to a screeching halt. It was like a, do you remember? It was like kind of happening, kind of not happening, kind of happening. Okay. Now it's not happening. I just remember like, you know, initially we were supposed to do this in person and you were like going to fly out to LA and we had our first interview lined up. Yes. We just had like three interviews lined up for the week after the week that everything shut down. Yeah. And just one by one, we kept like rescheduling, 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 and then we just had to accept it. But I think that doing this remotely has, there's been, you know, 2020, like we've talked about this. It's been a shit year. You know, there's like no denying that, but I think there's been good that we've that have come out of it you know yeah. and I think you did a lot of the season one interviews from the Utah bubble yeah and like we wouldn't have been able to do that if we didn't you know credit to Robin and the team who figured out how to do remote recordings totally. and just we learned a lot you know we did we learned a lot and that was the biggest thing though doing this podcast I was like guys I don't know how we're gonna do all of these in person like I have my own crazy schedule all these athletes also 
have the same crazy schedule. And I really fought you on that. I know. I and wrong. I was like, <laughs> it's just not going to work this way. But so, I mean, hey, maybe the way that we were able to do this was because of the pandemic and we had to do it remotely. And look at us. We're two seasons in now. So. So look at us now. <laughs> so look at us now. Look at that. That's a positive we can take from it. Well, so you feel like, you know, you have a year now under your belt as a founder and a CEO. How does that feel? That's a big question. Any <laughs> any takeaways? <laughs> we've talked about a lot of the takeaways. I think we've just learned so much. And I think the biggest thing, there's been so much. I mean, we could talk about that this whole episode. You and I have spent a lot of time talking about these things. But I think, you know, the biggest thing that I'm just excited about is when we first launched, people were like, women's sports. We said this in our first bonus. A lot of the feedback was, you know, women's sports will never be mainstream. They'll never be big. There's not sponsorship dollars there, all of that stuff. And now we don't hear any of that. And now the feedback is, where is this going? How do you make it bigger? What's the next thing? And I think that's really exciting. And of all the stuff we've done in this first year, like that's the thing I'm most proud of. I've said this to a bunch of people and maybe this is putting too much importance on myself or the company, but like, I think wins for just women's sports are wins for women's sports. And I think like signing, you know, a deal with Heineken, for example, that's a win for the space. And so I'm just excited to keep shifting the paradigm. For sure. I mean, like you said, people, I don't know, they probably doubted you and questioned you, but now it's like, where's this going? How are we blowing it up? And like you said, Heineken came on for season two, big time sponsor, beer and sports. What do you, I mean, you know, I love beer, so, (laughs) but how do you feel about that? I feel awesome about it. I mean, it's funny looking back. Do you remember when you first signed on and you texted me and you're like, how do you feel about beer in this podcast? And I was like, great. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, something we talk about a lot is I think sometimes people approach women's sports like, oh, you should watch women's sports. It's the right thing to do, almost as if like women's sports is like a charity. And we always say like women's sports is a sleeping giant just waiting for the proper investment. And so I love the idea of like, you know, there's a lot of beer sponsorships in sports. Let's do that in women's sports. You know, a lot of people drink a lot of beer while watching sports. Right. But how'd you feel about, I mean, you're a big part of this company. You're a huge part of this podcast. I mean, how'd you feel about bringing on big sponsor, all the progress that we had this year. I mean, again, I love beer. So it was, (laughs) it was awesome to have Heineken uh, come on. And I do think that beer and sports is like a match made in heaven. I think that that's kind of the perfect pair of a sponsor with sports. And then, I mean, just in general during the podcast, I've, I've loved it. I've gotten to talk to so many incredible people, so many people, athletes I've been fans of, you know, might not know personally, but have followed or appreciated their success and how they're whatever they've done. And then I got to sit down and talk with them and learn so much. Like it was just, it was, uh, it was awesome. I really loved it. And I'm really excited to to keep it going. Cause I feel like there's so many more athletes out there that we can talk to. And every time I sit down and have a conversation, I leave like feeling uplifted and stoked and just being like, man, that's another awesome chat. So yeah, it's been good. Yeah. It's funny too. Cause I always think, you know, everyone. So I'm like, did you have fun talking to so-and-so? And you're like, yeah, it was nice meeting them. Blah, blah. I'm like, you guys didn't know each other. Like I always yeah. think of the women's sports world as so small. Well, you obviously like, obviously I know who all these people are. Right. But in terms yeah. of crossing paths, 
there have been a lot that cross paths with, but it's like, you know, in, in passing, truly crossing yeah. paths, you know? So to be able to sit down and, and hear from them and have like meaningful conversations and kind of pick their brain on how they approach their sport and their lives and their journey and their careers. I feel like I get this inside look and obviously all the fans and the listeners do too, once they become live, but to be able to kind of get the inner workings of like these incredible successful athletes, I feel lucky to get to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about you a little bit more. Um, Oh, we don't need to do that. (laughs) Just a little bit, just a touch. We never (laughs) talk about you on the show. That's Um, right. 2020 brought you back to Washington, D.C. Yeah. How stoked are you? I am so thankful, so excited. This is the first time I've made a move for personal reasons. I mean, I guess everything's for personal reasons, right? That you like choose and decisions you make. But for me, this was like, this is the best place for me at this point in my career. Um, And... I'm just really excited to finally have the opportunity to play for the team in the city where I live. Like I don't have to pack yeah. my bags, three big bags and like try to get everything I think I need for the next seven months and move it somewhere. It's just, I'm home. I get to wake up and go to practice every day and yeah, play for the team that's in the city that I call home and to me, that's the dream as a professional athlete, like not only in my, like for me personally, but also the fact that I can be in this city playing for this city and for the people who live here. And also it gives me the opportunity to like be involved full time off the field, like consistently. And that's something that I've always I will say that Utah did a really great job of community outreach and the opportunity that they provided us while we were there. The Real Salt Lake Foundation was really awesome and and I got to do work with them. But there's a different feel when you're like in and out. You know, you don't feel like you can have that consistent, um, almost like working relationship and impact. And the fact that I can be in this city and do that all the time and I'm not in and out. And then also just like, the spirit, Washington spirit. I'm so excited for the moves we've been making, um, the the players I'm going to get to play with and the potential that this team has. Like I watch out world, Washington spirit <laughs> coming in hot. <laughs> I love that. And then Emily Sonic gets traded as the cherry on top. Oh yeah. She, uh, <laughs> I think they got announced. I think it got announced um, Christmas Eve publicly. And I was like, did you know that beforehand uh yeah it was in the works for a bit but I also knew before it like publicly got announced but the fact that it got announced on Christmas Eve was pretty cool that's awesome I'm happy for you and I know this has been in the works for a while yeah so yeah took a bit you know patience is a virtue I will say (laughs) I tried to be as patient as I could there were times when I was not but yeah at the end of the day I was like if it doesn't work out I'm going to go play in Europe and that's something I've never done. Yeah. And, but I, I obviously really just wanted to be in DC playing for the spirit. But yeah, for me, a lot of things in life, you just, you know, keep the faith, they work out and, uh, persistence. Yeah. Just got to hope for the best and make the most of whatever 
whatever the it ends up being, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, just zooming out a bit too. Like, I feel like this has been a huge year for the NWSL and, you know, we've talked about this too. A lot of people worried about the league's future, you know, having to cancel the season and stuff, but then the challenge cup was a huge success, zero positive tests, ended the year with television viewership up 500% plus two more expansion teams on the way. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been in the league since the beginning, you know, how does it feel? It feels great. I, you know, it's not to say that it's perfect. It's by no means perfect, but most leagues are not. Uh, men or women's. But what is this? We're going to be going into our, is it the ninth season? When did it come back? 2013. So yeah, eighth season coming into 2021. Are you Googling this? <laughs> Nine years. Nine seasons. It's kind of crazy. I mean, I remember when, we were going into the third and then made it through the third into the fourth. And cause that was kind of the threshold was three seasons. And then in the past, the leagues have folded. So the fact that we're going into our ninth season as a league is pretty awesome. Um, and, but I also know that like things take time, good things take time. Um, and I'm hopeful that we're heading in the right direction. You know, that gives me hope. And I want this league to succeed. I want this to be the best league in the world. I want players from all over to come here to play. And, you know, I think that's what we're chugging along towards. So number nine, number nine. On. No, I, I, I think there's been so much progress and I feel like there has been, you know, from the outside looking in, I think there's been huge, you know, sort of increases in interest in the league after the World Cup, we've seen sort of that post-World Cup waves before. Yeah. But this one feels more durable for women's soccer in America. What do you think about that? Um, I think it's kind of just a culmination of, you know, the 2011 World Cup where we lost, but people, it felt like we won the reaction after, you know, the the crazy Abby last-minute goal and overtime or um, extra time and all that stuff. And then that goal has come up a lot in this podcast, by the way. I I mean, I'll never forget it. I remember sitting on the bench and being like, oh my God, thinking like, what if, what am I going to do if we go home right now? Like, I don't have anything to do. And then just be like, (laughs) no, Kelly, like give all of your energy, all your cheering into like the people on the field. And like, you, you can't control what's happening on the field, but you can send energy that way um and then she scored and I freaked out but um (laughs) and then 2012 we won Olympics which we had obviously as a national team had been winning Olympics for a bit um in a row and then 2015 and I think that was really the turning point but I think that really all the years I've been on the national team it just year after year after year has become just bigger and bigger um and we've pushed for more as a national team. And I think we've done that for a national team, but then also for NWSL. And um, and I think that they kind of, they run parallel to each other, right? So success of the national team, in my mind, means success for NWSL. Um, but it's not a given. Like I said, you got to have the right people, the right owners, the right, you know, people leading, that sort of thing. So yeah, I just think that people are into it. It's fun. It's exciting. Like that's really what it comes down to. It's <laughs> it's good. It's a good product. It's an exciting product. I totally agree with that. And I think 
the question I asked you is something that we get a lot. And I think it it does feel more durable, but I don't think it's just this one-off. I think it's been building year after year after year. And I think it's like, we're finally sort of seeing the tip of the iceberg. And I think it's across women's sports. You know, we said yeah. the NWCL was up 500%. The WNBA was up 68%. You know, there's just huge growth across the board. And I think we're just seeing the beginning. For so sure. exciting. I think 2021 yeah, like, is going to be big. Yeah. And I, even myself, like I can see it, like, I'm like, oh, I want to go watch Hillary Knight go play a hockey yeah. game, you know, like I want a women's hockey team to come to DC so I can go watch that. Like I'm going to go watch the basketball hockey games. team in DC. Yeah. That right? is missing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, for me, like I watched the WNBA bubble this year and the highlights and just was like following it and the success of it. It's, and I'm not sure exactly what it is. I don't know if it's, I, I personally, for me, think it's more visibility. Like for instance, yeah. Instagram, like I'm just, I follow WNBA on Instagram now and I scroll through, see the highlights. I'm like, this is like the, the plays and all the the different score lines and the storylines and that sort of thing. Yeah. So um, I think for me, I think that's one of the biggest pieces is is the visibility piece. I totally agree with that. And I also think the cross promotion, like that's like one of the biggest things we're trying to do is like, have you know Hillary come on who's our next guest and hey. you know get her in front of our audience or you know vice versa just cross promote because I think right now the space is a little bit fragmented and just trying to kind of pull it all together I think is really important and I think that's really cool like I I've obviously been a sports fan my whole life and a women's sports fan but I also feel it too and it's like it's contagious you know like when you're For watching sure. the game and you send me a video of yourself watching the game in the purple hoodie it's like you can't help but get more into it you have totally. like stuff to talk about so I think I think the community is building which is exciting yeah I think that's that's definitely a big part of it for sure so personal perspective 2020 how did this year change the way you think about your career was it more motivating not being able to play soccer for long stretches of time did it make you appreciate it more I definitely think this year allowed me to look at myself not as a soccer player like who am I without soccer and I actually don't mind myself not as a soccer player <laughs> which is a good thing I think uh yeah, it was kind of like you had a mini retire. Like I had a mini retirement in the beginning of the year because you just really didn't know when it was coming back, what it was going to be coming back as that sort of thing. And and I love soccer. Like I love playing soccer. I love the fact that I'm a professional footballer. Like that is, I still truly love it. And I've always told myself I'm going to do it as long as I love it and as long as I still can. And so that's not to say that I don't love it and I didn't miss it, but. I also was like, oh, I can, I can think about other things. I can focus on other things. And that was nice. It's nice to just have a little bit of a Kelly time. Yeah. <laughs> like there was a couple of days when I was like, oh, like my heart hurts. Like I miss soccer so much. And it, <laughs> and obviously I'm like, I missed it, you know, and the, the ability to train and be with the team and all that stuff. But I missed like the creative, exciting playing part of soccer like I didn't miss the that's really the only thing I missed and it was like oh I miss this the game itself I just miss play like playing a soccer game like yeah for so long you couldn't even play pickup you know so which was a good thing I was like okay that's good to know because you don't really know what you're gonna miss when it's over yeah and to know that's what I'm gonna miss and like I can still have the potential to go out and 
hop into a pickup game if somebody will have me. Um, that's nice to know. So that's cool. Yeah. I that's like the number one thing I miss too. Not that you asked here, but like it's that feeling of like I always think of it like for me personally when you get lined up one on one on the wing and you got one player to beat. That's what I miss the most. Like totally. I, I would pay money to have that. Like that doing doing again. somebody dirty, yeah, yeah, that's, doing that's... someone too dirty, <laughs> like your Megs in that Netherlands yeah. game. Um, it's, yeah, it's good times for sure. All right, last thing for you, I asked you this question a year ago. Oh gosh, looking ahead at the Olympics, oh, big geez. year for you and the national team coming off of a World Cup win. How are you feeling? How's your preparation? How's the team? I feel great. I feel better than I did last time you asked me probably although it felt pretty good back then but I'm pumped I'm excited I'm like I'm hoping that it happens you know I there's a part of me that realizes it might not but um I'm hopeful try to stay hopeful that's like all you can really do in life but I think that it might be a big year for some younger players which could be really cool to watch um but at the end of the day all I care about is winning. So <laughs> I need to go get another gold. That's all I need. <laughs> well, I'm excited for you guys. Should we bring on our first guest? Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys, we just had Hillary Knight join us. She's subbing in, not a full line change, just a, you know, individual sub here. Uh, coming in to join us, Hillary Knight, a season one guest and JWS athlete partner, as well as an Olympic gold medalist with Team USA Ice Hockey. Hillary, welcome back. How are you? I'm great. I mean, I'm in sunny, well, overcast, I guess, Idaho now. Is there a lot of snow on the ground? Yeah, it's snowing right now. Oh, I'm so jealous. It's like freezing and raining in DC. I'm like, can you just snow already, please? You got to watch out for the drivers, though, there when it snows. No, for sure. Definitely. I mean, I I don't leave the house when it snows, so I just look at it. Uh, So how are you doing? How's your New Year's? How's your holiday season? Oh, it's been great. Um, Obviously, all things considered, uh, family's healthy and, um, you know, team's healthy. You know, friends are healthy and happy and just enjoying our time with the people that are kind of in our bubble right now. For sure. Yeah, I feel you on that. I feel like that's all anyone can do these days. So (laughs) Make make the most of it. And Haley and I have been talking about, obviously, reflecting on our 2020s. And obviously for you, same sort of deal wasn't as we or you had planned. So what kind of adjustments did you make? And like, how do you feel like you handled the year and coped as a person and as an athlete? You know, I think what the global pandemic has kind of provided some people, I guess the positive of it is um, perspective. For sure. I used to travel like every week and a half, every two weeks. And to be able to kind of be more of a homebody and be in the same space was really nice. I obviously miss competing. I miss the fans. Traveling is obviously a lot of fun, but um, I don't know. It gave me some some time to sit and um, reflect and kind of work on things that I was able to brush off because I was too busy. I think that's like most people and obviously trying not to get sick and totally. to train full time is difficult, but you, you figure it out. I mean, we have virtual team zoom sessions and workouts right? and stuff, so not ideal, but we still do them uh, just to stay connected. Yeah. That's awesome. That makes me really happy. I feel the same way. Like you could 
as terrible as and I it's it's almost it, I feel guilty saying like oh it was actually not as terrible of a year as a lot of people probably experienced but you know you you were able to make the the most of it and like you said perspective is so nice to to be able to take and to have yeah and I think too you know you think about sort of like the mental health piece and you're I know we're, we're all kind of in our own silos, but you're almost more connected now because you're more in tune with, you know, how does my friend feel or how does this family member feel and reaching out when maybe you just, it wasn't top of mind before. So I don't want to diminish the fact that there's a global pandemic and people are suffering and, you know, small businesses are closing and things like that. But I try to look at the positives and if we take the positives, that's kind of my big takeaway from it. For sure. And finding ways that you can help like wherever you can, that sort of thing. No, and Hillary, I think the way you put it makes a lot of sense too. It's like, this has been a really tough year, but here are some positives that I found. And I think that's like an important distinction. Um, You know, one of the things, Hillary, you and I talk about a lot and you and Kelly talked about it when you came on the podcast is you're the founder, one of the founders of the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association. Can you catch us up on where things are at with the PWHPA? Yeah, what an acronym, huh? I know, I'm actually, I'm like... (laughs) I'm excited we get to talk about this because I'm I'm interested in into what's what's going on. Yeah, no, I mean, we had um, a very exciting lineup and uh, set up for this upcoming year for our Dream Gap Tour, uh, which we now sort of abbreviate as DGT. Dream Gap Tour, okay, DGT, nice, nice. You know, some of my friends who aren't necessarily in in the uh, sports world are like the Pukwa, and I was like, no, it's the PWHPA. Oh Lord. So we got to work on that, but no, I mean, we had, um, you know, an awesome tour scheduled and planned and obviously a pandemic hits and you kind of have to go to plan B and then you're in plan B and you're like, okay, now we're going to C, D, E, F. And now I think we're all the way at X. Um, but (laughs) well, as long as you're not at Z, like you've got a couple more (laughs) numbers, it's fine. Yeah. No, I think um, the ability for this group, the way we can sort of adjust and adapt to the different circumstances, whether that's in Canada or in the U.S., obviously the border is a big issue for us because we're North American organization. Mm. Um, But we've pushed a lot of things back to spring. Um, And like other organizations or like most organizations, you know, it's we're kind of we're keeping a, a a keen eye on what's going on um, in terms of health for our players. But when it's been safe, we've had different local exhibitions and things like that. But right now the women are training full time and we're, we're hoping to have something coming in the new year here uh, in the spring. Can we get a game in DC? It'd be such a what good about place LA? to have one. <laughs> no, DC first. I know we should go up to like Tahoe and play with the guys, but. Oh, that'd be awesome. The NHL just announced there might be two games up there so oh nice like exhibition or what outdoors oh oh I think I did see that yeah that'd be sweet you do you definitely need to get an outdoor game or two yeah I don't know I mean it's uh you know it was really defeating because um the way the organization started we always felt like we're trying to catch up because the leagues folded right before we went to worlds U.S. Canadian team sat down we're like we're going to do something but we're at world championships we're going to do it when we get back from this. And then we're always playing catch up. So to have a really successful year under our belt going into another year, we're like, okay, we got this. And then everything kind of went left. Uh, But, you know, I think um, just the resolve that the women have in our organization or association, we're by no way, by no means a league. However, the association and the collection of players that we do have is the best of the best. So, um, you know, I'm I'm really excited because there's some really promising things to come in the spring. 
That's exciting. Can you give us a preview at all? No. (laughs) (laughs) You can't give us an inside look? Damn, Hillary. (laughs) No, I know. It's going to be, it's going to be really competitive. Um, In the meantime, there's a, there's a group uh, in the U.S. So we've got two regions in the U.S. right now, one in Minnesota, one in New Hampshire, and they're going down to Florida. I think it is tomorrow to join the USPHL men's bubble down in Tampa area. So they're going to be playing games against the boys teams and that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Well, to end on a sweet note, what are your 2021 goals? Like new year, what's, what's happening? Banging in a lot of goals, eh? Eh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Should have worn my hat. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping we have world championships in the spring. I mean, you know, I think another gold medal is definitely in, in the near future um on our Hell yeah on our plans <laughs> on our list um and then we we kind of go right into olympic tryouts right and it's focusing on bringing back or returning a gold medal again uh to the u.s yeah that's coming up fast i mean it's next what next january next january or february is winter olympics 2022 yeah wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I need a USA hockey jersey stat. I'm like, can't wait for it to be next year oh. in and watching that. I oh got my you. God. That's sweet. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, it's crazy. Like everything was like slowed down for so long and we're in this holding pattern and uh like every sport, uh, especially Olympic sports. Totally. Yeah. No, it is. It's it's coming around the the bend fast, but um Stoked to have you on. So good to see you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for chatting for a bit today. Wait, before you leave, one more question. Oh, Haley's got one more for you. I got one more for you. 2021, right. new year, new year's resolutions. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Do everything but better. Love it. <laughs> yes. I think I came on the tail when you're like, I just want to win. I just want to win more. Win, win, win. So I love that. It's like if, if you're doing it, you might as well be winning, right? Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Boom. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, well, Hillary. Thanks, Hillary. Thanks for popping on. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Hopefully see you play very, very soon, whether it's, you know, watching from afar or in person, but excited to see you back on the ice. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Thanks, guys. All right. We got our next guest and also another Olympic gold medalist, checking in two-time Olympic gold medalist with Team USA Water Polo, Maggie Steffens, also a partner, an athlete partner with Just Women Sports. Maggie, what's up? Maggie, welcome to the show. How you doing? <laughs> Thank you. So happy to be on, finally. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. How you feeling? How's the, you know, does the new year feel different for you? It does. Good. It usually doesn't. I will tell you a weird thing that happened to me like on New Year. I actually did stay up till 12, which was hard to do staying at home. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to make it, but I was like, I yeah. got to do it. 2021. It's got to be special. Totally. I definitely had a moment the second 2020 ended. I was like, wow, I just got hit with some emotions. Like good emotion, happy emotion, sad emotion. Like, wow, we did it like we we didn't just like survive through 2020 but we thrived in it and now we're on to the next year oh I love that that's amazing yeah it was an interesting interesting feeling for sure that's really cool well 
tell us about your 2020. Obviously, you, you were ramping up for Olympics and that didn't happen, but you said you didn't just survive, you thrive. So what was 2020 like for you? Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't say I thrived at first. It was <laughs> an emotional... You figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> as as you can relate, it was definitely yeah. an emotional roller coaster. I think something for me that I didn't really acknowledge until kind of talking to others was when the Olympics were postponed or canceled at first and then realized that word is postponed. It feels a lot better than canceled. <laughs> totally. It was a bit of like a morning feeling, like felt really numb at first and mm. a bit angry and then, you know, went through the whole process. But I think for me, and I was actually talking with my boyfriend about kind of our reflections from 2020. And one thing that really came out of that was how can we be adaptable? And looking back, like, the second we were able to go through that morning period, whatever it was called, which isn't really, I feel like is not the correct term, but that is kind of how it felt. Yeah, no, I, I that makes sense to me. I, I felt that too. Yeah. And I didn't really know what it was, but definitely going through those feelings, um, the ability at the end of that to just switch and be adaptable and say, all right, what's next? this is done. There's nothing we can do about it. What are yep. new ways to, you know, fill that gap in a sense or fulfill maybe other passions and pursue mm -hmm. that. And for me, that was kind of the path that I went and a lot of my teammates went as well was, okay, we can't go in a pool right now. We can't really leave our house. Yeah. And we still stay dedicated to the teams, dedicated to our purpose and our passion, but do it in a very different way. And so I was able to kind of stay committed to that, but also at the same time, dive into other avenues that I've been very passionate about that I didn't have the time. As you know, yeah. training for the Olympics is very time consuming. <laughs> so I was able to put on kind of, I have my own company and I was able to actually feel like a co-founder again and an entrepreneur and a businesswoman and really dive into that avenue of totally. my life um, and almost in a way adapt to the situation by putting some of my energy into different um, spaces in my life. And in that sense, it was kind of thriving because I was able to adapt. And I know a lot of my other teammates, maybe they went back to school um, or did other things in a similar way. And then once we did come back to sport and being able to play, it was kind of this new love like you weren't sure okay are we gonna be able to play this afternoon if so we got to take advantage of it because you never know if this is the last practice we're gonna get like it felt yeah. in march like all of a sudden it was no longer like oh we have a three-hour practice this afternoon which <laughs> it was like yes we get three hours in the pool yeah it was like <laughs> oh my gosh i'm gonna die and barely be able to breathe and probably have someone around <laughs> me this afternoon great Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. So, um, yeah, it was really interesting to kind of, especially after playing on this team for 11 years, kind of reignite that hunger and that love again in a weird way yeah. and be able to focus on individual skills. Like we couldn't do contact or couldn't do strategy or tactics because of COVID. So instead, yeah. how can I work on my shot or how can I work on my fitness or how can I create a new skill that I didn't have? and maybe create a strength in an area of weakness that you had before. So, yeah, I mean, 
that's all you can ask for, right? Like yeah. be able to thrive when you feel like it's enough just to survive. Yeah, so, um, 100%. and I, and like I said, I, that, that morning feeling of the Olympics are maybe going to be canceled, but then they're postponed really resonated with me. Like, that's how I felt. Like, I remember just like getting the news and putting my head like down on the table and just sitting there and my girlfriend being like, you're going to be okay. <laughs> like, it's good. You know, like she just knew, like, it felt like a dream was lost, but also it wasn't, it was postponed. So, um, yeah. but 2021, you had a feeling right after midnight. What are you looking forward to most about this year? How are you feeling now? I'm definitely looking forward to it being a new year. I really like that it's 2021. I like the number one. Oh, nice. Okay. You know, like striving to be number one, got to be yeah. hungry, stay hungry for that kind of golden year. So I think for me, something I'm really looking forward to is just a new opportunity. I feel like maybe it's just the way I've worked with my mind to cope with this process, but we have been given a gift in a sense to, you know, reflect on where we were going in 2020 and take a back seat and say, okay, how could I have done that better if I was given the chance? And 2021 is that chance. Yeah. So really kind of taking this year as an opportunity to improve on the things that now with the reflection and a lot of time at home and away from sport, et cetera, that I've been able to look at, whether it's with being a better teammate or being a better leader or working on individual skills or re-harnessing that love and passion for my sport, as well as in other avenues of my life, right? How can I be a better founder to this company? How can I help the sport of water polo grow? How can I help women in sports and equity, diversity, like so many different avenues that I'm really passionate about that I feel like 2021 is just this like gift. So you seem so like refreshed and motivated, like it's contagious. Yeah, you're giving me all of the energy right now. And I am like, I'm feeling like this is what I needed to start off my year. Like who knows how I'll feel yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maggie, when I met you, you had just won your first gold medal with Team USA Water Polo. You know, you're just women's sports athlete partner, one of our first ones. So shout out, um, you know, women's sports are on the rise, you know, your water polo has won two gold medals. Now you're going in to another Olympic year. How important do you think Tokyo is going to be for water polo? Huge. And I'll start with kind of bigger picture and dive in. I feel like Tokyo will be the biggest Olympics yet, because I do think the Olympics have always been this weird display of world peace. Like you think about how many people go to this one event from all over the world, from all different walks of life. Um, and in that moment, like nothing else matters. There's just world peace in that moment. And I think after this past year, it's going to be even that much more powerful next year or this year, actually. Wow. <laughs> and so in that sense, I think for overall, that's something that's going to be just so important for sport and our, and just people and countries and unity. Um, and then kind of taking a smaller step down from that with water polo, it's been a really hard year for our sport, you know, and for all yeah. sports, you, you can't play, you know, the um, 
governing body isn't getting the same membership. Pools weren't open. Not something I've always tried to fight for with our sport is how can we make it more accessible? You can go to a soccer field or basketball field in a park and bring your ball. You can't yeah. do that in a pool. Like it costs money. You need a lifeguard, you need a cage. So this has taken a big toll on our sport. And I think one thing we can do is just be the best team we can be and showcase how great this sport is and how, um, you know, how far you can go with this sport, whether you're a man or a woman and or where you're from, what you look like. Right. I think this is going to be a really big opportunity for us to stand in that space and hopefully at the end of the day stand on a podium and show okay this is what can happen with our sport and now you guys can go do it because this has definitely been a hit um for sport and for youth sport you know people are just staying in and i think if we can use this olympics as a way to inspire from all sports water polo of course because we really need that um if we can use this as an inspirational platform i think it could really change the projection of where water polo is going and, and where youth girls sports are going as well. Love it. Last question from us. 2021, we've talked a lot about New Year's resolutions. Oh, man. I don't know if you guys are like this, but I always try to think of one word. Ooh. Hmm. And I never can do it. <laughs> I thought you were going to have like this amazing word for us. I thought you were going to say one. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. One. So I will say my, my, like in my journal, I kind of drew it out all cute because I got a bunch of gel pens from my sister, <laughs> like threw it back to the nineties. That's amazing. I love it. Resolution. Let's hear it. Yeah. So definitely, like I said, the one, so just that idea of being hungry to be number one and not necessarily like saying, okay, I want, yes, of course we want to win a gold medal, but I think the idea of can I strive to be amongst the best in everything I do? Can I try to be a better person? Can I try to be a better teammate? Can I strive to be a better leader? Can I strive to be a better businesswoman and partner in my business? Um, can I strive to make water polo and girls sports number one? You know, so just that that idea of growth. Um, and not necessarily like a checklist, but just having that mindset is really important to me. And then um, the second one I had was live a life of gratitude, which is very simple. But I think that's something all of us can really relate to, especially during this time. And just being really grateful for the opportunities we do have or the quality time. For me, quality time is like big love language. So just being grateful for quality time you do get with teammates, with family, with friends, um, with kids you can inspire. So I would say those are definitely mottos or sayings I have in my head. And then I have all the little things I want to do, you know, like read more, which I'm so bad at. Um, <laughs> well, I love those. That's amazing. I'm excited to, to see you shine in 2021 and you know, hopefully get another gold come, come Tokyo, come this summer. And also got to have you on next season. Just one sports podcast. Got to get yes, you on. I know. 
We'll have to for do sure. that for sure. Yeah. But, when do um, we switch? Like, when do I get to interview? Maybe season you? three. Maybe season yeah, maybe three season bonus. Three. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, Maggie, thank you for popping in, subbing in, checking in this afternoon. And and just, yeah, thanks for bringing the energy. And I hope that you continue this into 2021. And I'm going to try to do it too. So thanks. Sounds good. We'd be a pretty good team, I think. So <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> thanks, Maggie. <laughs> Next up, we got Sam Mewis. Checking in, not from England. Nope, I'm in Boston. Boston. Is your Boston accent back? Yeah, it actually is back a lot. And you'll probably hear Pat screaming in the background. I mean, that just is even better. Great news. Yeah, he he wants to come on so bad. He thinks he has a future in podcasting. (laughs) So he's like, let me know if they need me. (laughs) I mean, I would definitely listen to that podcast. (laughs) Um, Sam Mewis. Your 2020 U.S. Soccer Player of the Year is here with us, closing out season two. What's up, Sam? Not much. It was a it was a a pleasant surprise, but very nice, big honor. It was cool. big honor, great honor, great honor. Um, I was very proud of you. I feel like it was very deserved. You took 2020, the dumpster fire that it was for many people, and made it your year. Well, I, I tried. I feel like, obviously, luckily, I like got so many opportunities, even though it was such a tough year. So I felt like I tried to take advantage of them. And fortunately, I had some great teammates helping me out. One in particular. No, I'm just kidding. Um, One in particular, Kelly. You know, you say you, you, you had good opportunities. You also made opportunities for yourself. You chose to take the step and go play overseas for Manchester City, also known as Samchester City, <laughs> for anyone wondering. <laughs> when I told Sam that joke, I said, Sam Chester United. And she was like, that's not, not who I wanted <laughs> for. And I was like, yeah, I messed it up. <laughs> um, big move for you. Big year, big move. How's it been? Yeah, well, it's been great. I'm like really enjoying my time there. Like I said, I think it was like a big opportunity during a really difficult time and just the chance to get like regular games in and to to get to play for such a great club was like a huge bonus for me. So I've been loving it. I feel like I'm growing and learning a lot and I've made some awesome new friends and it's been really great. So I'm looking forward to getting back soon. Will you go back? Is that my dog? Yes, it is your dog. Also known as Finn. Pat, also known as a poodle. Don't get Finn on. Calm the dog down for like 15 minutes. Oh, you could. Do you think that, do you think if you held Finn that he wouldn't bark? Yeah, hold yes. him. I want to see him. Bring him in. Get Finn. Go get, him. go get him. Yeah, let's go. Pat, <laughs> can I actually have the dog? Finn, come here, my baby. Come here, my baby. Hi. Oh, my God. Here's yes. my boy. Is wow, Finn guys. a poodle? We just we we have Sam Mewis and her is it a cavapoo? A cavapoo. Oh my god. He's it's so he, cute. He. Is he a cavapoo? He, he really just looks like a poodle, if we're being completely honest. The way you cut his When hair. we got his haircut, he looks very poodly, but when it grows out, he's very shaggy. Shaggy dog. <laughs> he's our shaggy boy. Oh my god, he's so cute. Okay, so you got a dog in twenty twenty, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, you got Finn, the you best got Finn, thing that's ever happened to me. Did you get Finn before or after a pandemic hit? In right in the middle, wow. we were gonna wait and get a dog at the end of the year. Like think, hopefully, thinking that I would try to go to the Olympics, 
And then mm. when they got canceled, we were like, let's just do it now. God, you really, 2020 really was your year. The year of Finn, I say. Year of Finn. The year of Sam Chester City. The year of Sam Mewis. I'm going to say, and your sister. It's like the Mewis yeah. year. Yeah. You can say <laughs> that again. Christy had such a great year. She really did. Yeah. Challenge Cup, back into the national team, scored a goal. Great yeah. year. Oh, my really God. proud of her. Yeah. I was going to say, what is Christy's return to the team meant to you? Like, that's got to be wild, playing with your sister on the biggest stage. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's something like we... You're fine. This oh, is all Lord part of it. Mercy. This didn't really go that well, <laughs> did it? Don't you have a yard? Well, yeah, but it's... I don't know. It's cold out, Kel. Is it cold? I don't know. Yeah, it's cold. Um, it could be balmy no, in Boston right now. No, it's going to snow tonight. Okay. Don't do um, that then. Put a sweater on. Will do. Um, it's been great, Haley, having Christy back. I think just watching her success this summer and just kind of seeing how well she's been doing ever since she came back from her knee. I, I've just been like watching in amazement, but I've always known that she had that kind of character where if she like encountered a hard time, she's going to just double down and work even harder and kind of make sure she gets back to her successful self. So I'm not surprised at any of what she's accomplished. And I think just having her back in the environment has been so fun. Um, obviously we had like a couple chances to do it when we were younger, but I think kind of understanding better now really what it takes to be there and to stay at that level has made it like a lot more rewarding. So it's been really fun and I hope we have more camps together. That's so cool. I think you guys will. It's been, I love it. I love it when you guys are in together. I mean, yeah. I know you guys are just great because of like the COVID protocols, we can only sit with a couple people at meals so obviously I like begged to be at Christy's table because we don't get to spend a lot of time together. So I just wanted to be able to like eat with her and catch up because that's really like the only social time we can have. Um, so it was me, Rose and Sonnet and Christy at the same table. And it was so fun at the last camp. We had a, such a great time. It was a good table. That's a good table right there. It was a really good table. I felt really lucky. I was like, this is like my ideal table. <laughs> that's uh, Anyway, um, 2021. Well, first of all, I just want to say that Yes, 2020 was your year, but like it's been building for you. However, I people should know that like going into 2019, you were so you were you were worried you weren't even going to make the World Cup roster. Like I remember having a conversation with you about it and I was like, "Sam, you're fine." Well, like, I I mean, I was like pretty low down on the list at one point. Okay. To be honest, you know that was true. <laughs> well, I also was like very much so in and out in 2019, like leading into the World Cup. But, and I just remember being like, you are doing so well. Your time will come. Like, just be ready and take advantage of it when it does. And you obviously did in the World Cup. And then I feel like that was just kind of I, maybe the validation that you needed that you are really, really good and have so much to offer this team. And you yourself individually have so much that you can accomplish. And I feel like 2020 was like you actually taking ownership of that and like showing it on the field and getting recognized for it, which I think doesn't always happen for people, which for me, I was, that's why I was so excited to see you succeed so much this year. Well, that's like so nice, Kelly. Thank you. And I feel like at the time having veterans like you kind of telling me like your time's coming, like just keep working and kind of seeing what I was doing and how hard I was trying um, that kind of like gave me a lot of confidence that at least you guys believed in me and like as far away as it felt 
maybe it really was coming. Yeah. And I think it's also just like a testament to how hard it is to be on the team. Like you have a great year and then you have an injury or you have a terrible year or you seem like you're going to get cut from the team and you have to like work just as hard in the horrible times as you do in the really, really good times. Yeah. And if you ever have like any let up at all, it can all slip away. So I think the older players and just like that experience of kind of realizing like you, you just have to keep going even when it sucks. I think that could carry all of us and, and like remind us all to just keep, you just got to keep going. Even keep when it on sucks. keeping on baby. Yeah, That's exactly. all there is to do. Yep. Sam, I know Kelly already asked this, but I do want to go back to it. You are so humble and you're so grounded. And I feel like the 2020 U.S. Soccer Player of the Year is a huge award. And you gave a really humble yeah. answer, but come on, that's got to feel really good. I mean, it, it does. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. Like Mia Ham got on the Zoom call and like told me I won. And I was, oh, like, she did? What? Oh yeah. my God, that's amazing. Yeah, it, it was really that. cool. I, I think I just... I mean, it's a, it's obviously a huge honor. It was just like such a crazy year. And I really do just feel like getting to play at all was such a gift. And I, I did have a lot of opportunities to play. I also feel like the other nominees were like, so qualified to win. And I, again, was like pretty shocked that they picked me. So I really do just like credit my teammates and credit all the opportunities that I've had because, um, like you don't win an award like that by yourself. So I've been very fortunate. When Mia Hamm was on the Zoom call, were you just like, did you put it together at that point? Or were you just like, what's going on? Oh yeah, Hyfe. Hyfe like had texted me earlier in the week and was like, can we, and he he does this like occasionally, like this wasn't a weird thing for him to do. Just ask me to chat at the end of the week. So I like got on the call and I was ch- just like chit chatting with Hyfe. Like, and then he was just like, okay, Sammy, like stop. Just like small talking with me. Like we have something to like discuss. And then Mia Hamm's face popped up and I was just like, why didn't you tell me to do my hair? Like my hair was in fr- all frizzies all around. And I was in this like dark room. That's and true she, Sam fashion right there. It was so Sam. It was so frizzy. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't know about that. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. It was funny. Um, we're into 2021. What are you, how you feeling? What are you thinking? What's your vibe? I would love to say my vibe is chill, but like, you know, not at all. <laughs> if Sam ever says her vibe is chill, just know that it's like the that she has that- armpit stains <laughs> yes. under her sweatshirt 100%. and she's like shaking on the inside. hundred percent. It yeah. is the duck metaphor. It's like, oh, she seems like she's just, you know, on the surface, smooth feet are going a mile a minute under me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You. Um, no, my vibe is like, Let's move on. We've got a lot to do. Got a lot we want to accomplish this year, Cal. It's business time. It's hell yeah. We're in the office. It's we are. It's go time. Yes. Correct. So not chill. Not chill. Work mode. Yep. Stress as ever, but you know what? That's how you freaking thrive. <laughs> exactly. 2021 New Year's resolutions. Well, so my real, like honest one is to just like try to be a little bit more mindful. I feel like I am like a very anxious person. So I'm always like planning and plotting and crossing things off the list. Sam will text Becky and I, because Sam's a PR with um, the Players Association with National Team. And she'll be like, ladies, girls, um, I would love to cross these off my to-do list. So can we do X, Y, and Z? And we're like, yes, Sam, well, let's get those done today. Yeah. 
I mean, there there are definitely good things about it. There are definitely like psychotic things about it. But <laughs> how are you going to be how I live my life? How are you going to be more mindful? Are you like going to well, meditate? Like that's my plan? plan. So okay. meditating. Yeah, I've been, actually been journaling, which has been very helpful for me because then nice. I just kind of close it, leave it, move on to the next thing. But the real key has been the dog. I you guys, like, I didn't even really think I was a dog person before I got this dog. And like, I could cry about how I could sit here and cry. Like, I love him. so. Much. Can we talk about how you were leaving for uh, Manchester? And no, you, we're not going to do that. We're no, because that. I could cry now. Okay. Thinking about that. Well, so we got one of those like dog um, video cameras that Rose has that you can like oh, shoot the, out a tree. Furbo. Furbo. Furbo, yeah. And so we were setting it up and Pat made some comment like, okay, Finn, like this is your new mom because like I'm leaving and the furbo is going to be here. And I literally started bawling. Oh my God. Uh, just two nights ago in the living room about the furbo. Oh my God. You're going to be able to see Finn now, like live. I know it's wonderful, but I did just get really sad that I was leaving. But to go back, the d- Finn makes me more mindful because it's the only time when I'm like playing with him or like cuddling him or like taking him for a walk or just like kissing him on the mouth. It's like literally the only time I'm not do- thinking about anything else. I'm just so absorbed in the dog that I'm like so present. That's nice. And it has actually been one of the most like mindful things that I do with like just being with the dog. That's awesome, That's Sam. That's really nice. Yeah, it's, it's been great. So if highly only Finn knew how much. I think he knows. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, he definitely I think does. he knows. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Amazing. Well, I'm excited to just watch you absolutely smash it again, even more in 2021. We might be hearing from you more. I hope so. Could be very exciting. I agree. I really hope so. Keep Um, you posted. Yeah. But hey, thanks for coming on. And um, I'll see you in a couple days. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right. That is it for... Bonus episode, season two, that's a wrap. Big thanks to all the athletes that came on today and talked with us, chatted with us, shared their stories, gave their honesty. That's always what makes these so special. Um, Also to Heineken, big ups to you guys. Thanks for sending me tons of beer and (laughs) sponsoring this podcast. It's It's been awesome having you guys on. All the people behind the scenes, all you listeners out there don't know, but there are so many people who work on the show and um, help us put this out week in and week out. So Just Women Sports team, thank you guys. Can't do this, host this without y'all. And then especially to all the listeners out there, you guys are amazing. We love y'all. Thanks for tuning in and stay tuned because we'll have more for you guys come 2021. But 2020... It's a wrap. <laughs> Goodbye, 2020. Goodbye, 2020. Bye, season two. 2021. We're here. Let's freaking go. Let's freaking go, baby. Woo. Thanks so much for listening. For more great sports content, go to justwomensports.com and be sure to subscribe to our newsletter. Our show was co-produced by Just Women Sports and Boom Integrated. Big thanks to our executive producers, Haley Rosen, Adrian Glover, and Robin Lai. John Murray and Sydney Shaw do our research. Production by Jen Grossman, Jeannie Montalvo, Victoria Gruenberg, Clint Rhodes, and Juan Garcia Ticula. 
Special thanks to Jesse Louie, Haley Kottmeyer, Savon Nadler, Dory Newman, Isis Haywood, and Kathleen Lumabi. I'm Kelly O'Hara, and you've been listening to the Just Women Sports Podcast. Catch you next time.